welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey folks, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call. Hello from Thailand. How are you all? Uh, say hi if you are on the webcast. Type into the Q&A box. Who's here? Who can I see calling in on the phone? I bloody love the way you folks show up. I've got to say what I also love is that you send me emails afterwards saying, hey, thanks, I like listing. It's really, really nice. What else is nice? Thailand. OMG. So uh, uh, day two of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat here in Northern Thailand, just outside of Chiang Mai. The best collection of yoginis here. Dudes, you can come. It's just that no one did this time. It's open for all genders. But right now we've got uh, a, a house full of gorgeous yoginis from South Africa, Norway, the UK, Ireland, Australia. Uh, like, you know, coming in from everywhere. And we're having a great time already. They have already uh, realized that the food is amazing it really it really is amazing hint one for rocking a retreat you've got to have good food and we do here thanks to the fantastic women who run the kitchen uh, grow the food here organically cook the food here tell us what's going to be what's going to be very hot and what's not <laughs> so good oh my goodness i am bringing back embodied souvenirs for sure. Hey, heads up. I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, everybody about this one. Um, there's going to be another retreat coming up. It's going to be in January. We're hashing out the dates. If you want to come, we're going to do like a crazy never done before super early bird rate on it. Like crazy. Uh, so if you want to get an email from me, once we've hashed out the dates before we tell everybody else, if you want to check it out, get in early, get yourself a ticket for January, um, shoot me an email, amy at amymcdonald.com.au. I'll get back to you as soon as we've got those dates and before we put everything up on the web page. So, uh, you can get yourself a place if you want one. This is the fourth time I've done this retreat. Can't get enough. It's not just that I use you all as a reason to come and eat amazing Thai food for a week and lie in a hammock. I promise there's more to it than that. But that does play a part, I must say. <laughs> Thailand. Awesome. Bloody love it. Okay, so on to today's topic of choice. Today we are going to talk about yoga sales funnels. So I want to give you all the heads up that you know by now that I am a certifiable, proud, owning it yoga nerd. Today I'm going to cross the streams a little bit and and take you into a journey of nerddom of another variety. We're going to take a little trip more into marketing and 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 becoming more strategic about the different products that you offer in your business, how they fit together and how you need to work the numbers so that the product uh, at the end of your what is called a sales funnel fills easily so this is going to be nerdy and technical um, but I did have been teaching this recently at immersions and people who have been coming to those have found it really beneficial so uh, 
if, if you're feeling a little bit OMG, that's a lot of stuff. And I just want to learn about like transitions between Astavakrasana and Chaturanga Dandasana. This is not that podcast. This is technical in another sense. Uh, so, you know, I think it's useful. Bear with me if you feel like, holy smokes, I don't need to know that. Listen in anyway, because I think that you do. All right, so let's take it from the top. What is this sales funnel? What is this sales funnel shenanigans, Amy? Of what do you speak? <laughs> so, yeah, <clears throat> a sales funnel is essentially a, uh, a journey that you take people on where they start out with one thing that you have to offer and they progress through the other things that you have to offer. Now, in online marketing, it's used in a slightly different way from how I'm going to talk about it today. So if you are, you know, if you subscribe to other kind of podcasts about selling online or uh, growing, you know, entrepreneurial journeys and those sorts of things, this might be a slightly different take on the concept. Um, so you do the conversion to make it make sense for you. Here's, for, for us though, I'd like to think that you have a sales funnel where the end of your funnel is, so if you imagine a funnel, right, and the top of the funnel is the big open wide part and the bottom of the funnel or the end of the funnel is the narrow skinny part where only some stuff gets through. So the metaphor means that the only the some stuff that gets through means that that, w- that would be the, the, the high ticket item is the way that we talk about it in sales. The high ticket item that you have in your business, what does that mean? It means the most expensive thing that you offer that you probably also offer fewer amounts of. So for us, that might look like a yoga teacher training or it might look like a retreat. If you've got a smaller scale yoga business, it might look like three private yoga classes. But the end of the funnel is your highest ticket item that you sell the fewest of. Does that make sense? Hit me up in the Q&A box and make sure that you're tracking with me. So it's probably a teacher training or a teacher immersion or if you do like new teacher mentoring or it's your retreat or it's your whatever else. If you do nutrition coaching or whatever else it is that you offer in my business, my high ticket item is my six month private coaching package, 10 grand. That's it. Now, if we work it backwards, what we know is that there will be fewer of the people in your community, in your cooler, who are actually going to purchase that particular thing. So say, for example, you have a yoga studio, you've got a bunch of yoga teachers that work for you, you've got, I don't know, 20 classes on the schedule a week. Um, not everybody who comes to those classes is going to take your 200 hour teacher training. Maybe 20 of them will, maybe 10 of them will, and you'll find 10 somewhere else, whatever. But to, in order to attract in the 20 that get all the way to the bottom of the funnel, you need to have a lot of people coming in at the top. So let's do the math. If you have, uh, let's, this is what it would look like. If, if you have, 20 classes a week and oh my god I should have done this in advance 20 people come to each class you have 400 students coming in to the studio per week right and let's say you've got a pricing structure that means that they all come on term-based memberships or block bookings so to come to your studio you've got to sign up for eight weeks or ten weeks or something so you know that you've got 400 students to draw from 
that is going into the top of your funnel, 400 people coming in at the top of the funnel, and you want to sell 20 places, oh God, I really wish I had done this in advance, 20 places, (laughs) oh, I let go of maths when I took on Sanskrit, you can't do it all, right, anyway, so you want to take up... (laughs) 20 places at the bottom of the funnel, work the percentages, someone help me, give the girl some sugar, what is that as a percentage, what's, what is, what is, uh, 20 from 400 as a percentage, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 20%, is it, no, oh god, how embarrassing, 2%, (laughs) okay, so it's 5%, (laughs) love me, just not my maths. Okay, so it's 5%. So here's what we know. <clears throat> if you want that you need to convert 5% of your people into your high-end ticket item. Now, if that feels like a lot, maybe, you know, 5%. In, and in fact, industry standard selling here is like 1% to 3%. So 5% actually is a very, very high conversion, which means can you do it? Yes. You know, Sai Baba could vomit up linger. People can do whatever they like. Um, it's all possible. You control your own reality. Uh, and you could also choose perhaps an easier path than vomiting up a linger or getting a 5% conversion. <clears throat> and maybe decide, you know what, I'm going to take, I'm going to really shoot for, oh, again, Amy's just should have done this maths in advance. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, shoot for a lower conversion, I'm going to shoot for a 1% conversion. So if I need to get 20 people at the end of my sales funnel, I need to make sure that there are 2,000 people in the top of my sales funnel. So what can I do in my business to call in 2,000 people in order to make sure that by the time they go through everything that I have to offer, I have 20 people in my teacher training. Again, let me know if this is making sense, folks. I'm going to continue to build on this theme. So if it's feeling overwhelming or foreign, bear with me. I'm going to get you to clarity. So here's the the next piece. What Throughout your funnel, it's not got... A sales funnel is a progression of purchasing options. Some people will start at the beginning and purchase all the way through to the high ticket. Some people will purchase something at the beginning and then purchase the high ticket. Some people will purchase something at the beginning and nothing ever again. This is where the num- this is where the sales conversion comes in, right? So now we're looking for a 1% sales conversion. So what can say I want to get 20 people in my teacher training, which means I and I'm going to shoot for industry standard 1% conversion. I need 2000 people at the top of my funnel. How can I build my funnel so that I can actually call in 2000 new people? by the time my teacher training is open for registrations. So that might look like um, adding some more elements to the funnel. For example, all right, I already have 400 people that come to my classes every week. Great, that's 400 of 2,000 I've already got. Then it might be I've already got another 300 people on my mailing list that haven't come for a while. So can I reactivate them? Can I set up some emails to go out to those people to encourage them to start coming back? Maybe I could offer them an intro pass to come back. Maybe I could offer them a one-month unlimited at a special rate to come back. Maybe I could put on a special workshop designed for getting back into yoga on a Sunday afternoon to bring some of them back. 
So let's re-engage those people. Maybe some of them never actually have to buy anything, but they just need to be sent an email about the teacher training because they, they don't come to classes anymore because they've moved on in their practice, but they loved your integrity. They loved your space. They loved uh, how you taught yoga. They want to be like that. And so they're interested in coming back and doing a teacher training. So now we've got 700 of the 2,000. What else can I do? Can you put on some particular workshops or could you co-host a special event? Could you co- could you uh, host a yoga celebrity to come and teach some workshops over a weekend where their audience would attract in some new people? Is there 50 people who don't currently know about your studio but do know about that yoga celebrity who would come meet you Spend a Saturday, Sunday with you. Do te- do yoga with this yoga celebrity, famous, fabulous yoga person that you found. You make some money in the process. <clears throat> and as a result, you have 50 more people on your mailing list. That's another example. Uh, can you do a membership drive? You know, if you have 20 people per class, but you could fit 30, what can you do to bump up the numbers so that you have an extra 10 people across your 20 classes a week? there's another 200 people. And so far we're up to, what, 950 of the 2,000. So we're starting to build a sales funnel. Here are some other things I could put at the top of my funnel to call in 2,000 people. Then what about things like, do you have a free gift? Do you have a guided MP3 audio on your homepage that people get when they sign up to your newsletter? Could you run a Facebook ad to invite people to get your free yoga nidra recording and and also join your mailing list so that you can send them promotional emails invite them to your classes and get them into your sales funnel maybe you could get another 250 people 300 people signed up to your mailing list because they want to get your free guided meditation if your instagram account is smashing it i was talking to uh, a uh, a yoga teacher last week, she'd signed, we did a private intensive together and she had 300 people sign up to her mailing list because she posted one thing on Instagram that said, in her bio, that said, hey, I've got a free practice, get it from my website. When they clicked the link in her Instagram, got to her website, they opted into her mailing list to get the free thing. She got 300 new subscribers onto her mailing list that are interested in what she's interested in teaching. It didn't cost her any money. It's just that, she, and she's, you know, she's got under 10,000 people on her Instagram account. So it's not, this is not crazy stuff, folks. Don't go into overwhelm here. I'll talk about how do you break this down and put it into action steps before we finish up for today. But I wanted to sort of give you a sense of how, if you have a big thing coming up, you need to do the work at the front end to make sure you've got more than enough people to offer it to. So then, <clears throat> so now we're starting to get the right number of people into the sales funnel. Maybe you could also have a stall at your local yoga festival or you could joint venture with your friend who's a naturopath or a kinesiologist and do an email switch to build up the rest. So get yourself to, okay, now I have on my database 2,000 people that are at the top of my sales funnel so that if I can attain my 1%, I'll have by the end of it, 20 people each pay me $4,000 to do my teacher training, chutching, right? Starts to make sense. This is what a sales funnel is. Now, the, there is a progression and this is where your marketing comes in and your messaging comes in and how you write 
comes in and the additional things that you have to offer come in so that people don't just start at the top of the funnel but they continue to be interested in what you have to offer so that they make their way through that funnel and continue to purchase or continue to be engaged so that they have built more rapport with you by the time you make the hefty offer of would you like to be a yoga teacher for $4,000 at our studio. You don't just lob that on strangers. It's like the first date. Hey, want to get married? By the way, I've already got six children, but I'm pretty sure they'll love your six children. I mean, that's a hefty deal on a first date, you know? Woo! Uh, I feel obliged at this point. I've been going on a lot of first... I've got to take a tangent because I just believe in helping humanity and I really think this will help humanity. I've been going on a lot of first dates recently. People, heads up. Don't talk about your ex on a first date. I thought that was a fairly, you know, I thought that was like wear matching socks. But apparently it's not. So if you're also in the first dating situation in your life, hold off on the ex talk. Just just saying. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, being in service, sharing from the heart. <laughs> Freaking talk about your ex on a first date. Okay, back to it. So, like, on a first date, you wouldn't say, hey, I really like you. Like, here's a corsage and a ring and let's go to the Chapel Love uh, in Vegas now. That would freak people out, but you might take some more dates. You might, would you like to meet my family? You might, actually, I've got six children. Maybe we could sort of get to know each other and watch whatever children watch. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, so a sales funnel is, is like the dating process. You've got a lot of people at the start. <laughs> I didn't think this analogy would track quite so well. Uh, fewer people at the next stage. <laughs> Still fewer at the next. Till Shazam, you fill your teacher training. Or whatever your Shazam looks like in the dating analogy. Again, Amy's taken it a step too far. Wouldn't be the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast if that didn't happen. Stacey Nelson, I love you putting it out there okay so <clears throat> what else could go into the sales funnel well obviously your classes are in there but then maybe rather than drop in you move people up to memberships or 10 class packs or 20 class packs maybe private tuition is in there you're coming to class you're a private member or you're sorry you're a member would you like to have some one-to-one -one sessions with me maybe master classes or workshops or a weekend retreat before you go take people to Costa Rica for two weeks. You know, there are increasing, there are increasingly, um, the investment level goes up as the sales funnel progresses. The level of commitment goes up, whether that's time or energy or money of the, of the participant goes up as they move through the sales funnel. And each time more people will say, no, thank you. That's the way that it goes. That's why it's a funnel because it gets pointy at the bottom. There aren't as many people left to buy it by the time you get through to the end. So this is what I, what I would lovingly invite you all to start thinking about your yoga business and the things that you have to offer in, in this way, rather than just, I've got a diverse collection of things. I offer four things in my business. I do some classes, I do some one-to-ones, I have a quarterly half-day retreat, and I do a weekend retreat. If they're the four things that you offer in your business, great. 
But rather than getting to the point where you're marketing your weekend retreat and thinking, holy fudge, I don't know who's going to come. I've only got six people. I need 12 to break even and I'm staying up at night and this is never going to work. And Amy, you never should have told me to do retreats. I'm going to email you at two o'clock in the morning. I love you too. Um, Let's get more strategic about it. It's like, you know, it's like if you teach a peak pose yoga sequence in class, if that is your method or a method that you use, if you know you are getting people to pinchamayarasana, what do you call it? Uh, what do they call that in English? Pinchamayarasana. Come on, folks, help me out. Forearm stand. Um, <clears throat> if that's where you're going in your class, then you know that you need to take people on a journey to get there. Like they probably need to, I don't know, my people sure as hell aren't pulling up two legs. They're scissor kicking. I mean, that is just real for us. Uh, so there would be some leg work. There would be some open the backs of the legs. There would be some hamstring stretching. There would be a truckload of stuff of, you know, muscular strength in the shoulder girdle uh, to stay upright. There would probably be some drills, some forearm planking, some maybe some um, some blanket drills, forearm plank, uh, and pulling into like, what do you call that? Dolphin and back, uh, downward facing puppy or whatever people call it. You know, there would be um, a whole lot of work that you would do that would get increasingly complex over the course of the class such that by the time you hit Pinchamayarasana, you had primed your people to be able to get into it, to feel successful and to, you know, crush it. And there will probably be some in the class who are like, you know what, I'm just going to stay back here in forearm plank because that's enough for me and I'm going to work this up the yin-yang and maybe next year... I'll be doing the inversion, but not right now. And that's totally okay too. Same with your sales funnel. Not everybody is going to buy your high ticket item. But you want to make the things that you offer them along the way as enticing as possible so that you are retaining as many people in your sales funnel as you can as you go so that you hit that conversion number, 1%, 2%, 3%. I hope this is working for you folks. I This is what I think about like, a lot of the time. <laughs> and and what I really love about it is, one, it makes business easier and it makes when you have a larger ticket item to sell, it doesn't feel like you're starting from the, you know, with nothing and it feels difficult and like you're never going to get there. Um, you know, that's one great thing. But also what I think it requires of us as professionals is to take ourselves more seriously as business owners at a whole new level. And I think this is really critical. You know, like I said before, maybe you have four things that you offer in your yoga business. Maybe you have five, maybe you teach a corporate once a week and you teach a week long retreat somewhere and you do some one-to-ones and you teach some group classes and, um, and you teach, I don't know, like a, a handstanding workshop at a few different places in your state. You know, maybe there are those five things. But without this concept of, of funneling people through a sales purchase, every time you go to offer something, it's almost like you're starting way back at the beginning. Okay, I've got to find enough people for this. Okay, now I've got to find enough people for that. And how am I going to find enough people for this thing over here? Rather than if I start offering this thing, a certain percentage of those people are really going to love the next thing. And it will help you actually look at 
not just when do you feel like selling something in your business, when can you get the retreat center for free, when do you not have school holidays, when, not just what works in your personal life, and I believe in taking a stand for that. I'm not saying don't do that, but, but this, in looking at how you sell things, the order in which you sell things, by looking at it in terms of a sales funnel, what it also does is lets you, um, in looking at things in terms of a sales funnel, what it also does is let you choose the timing of things in a way that is going to make great business sense. So it doesn't make sense for me, um, let's say, um, I don't know, let's say I would like to fill up my classes. I've got a studio, I could fit 30 people in the room, I get 15 on a good week and God damn it, I've been listening to Amy for years and I'm going to go do that and double my income and serve more people and I'm going to freaking get my shit together and make that happen. How am I going to do that? I'm going to offer a beginner's workshop. Come on a Sunday afternoon. If you're scared of yoga, come along. We'll demystify it for you. It'll be fun. There'll be laughs. There'll be tea at the end. It's really non-threatening beginner's workshop. Okay. They're the two things that I'm going to offer. So it doesn't make sense that I, if, I, if I don't think about that in terms of a sales funnel, I don't know when to put that beginner's workshop on. Oh, shit, I need to make some extra money. I'm going to do the beginner's workshop. But if I think about it in terms of a sales funnel, I know I need to offer that thing a couple of weeks before my next block booking starts, right? Because those people will come to the workshop. They'll have a good time. They'll be interested in more yoga. They'll say to me, so what do I do next? And I say, well, next... You buy an eight, class, eight weeks of yoga and you come to my gentle yoga on a Wednesday night. And they say, oh, that sounds great. And then everybody who's finished that loop from the last round of sales, they say, well, what do I do next? And you said, well, if you'd love yoga that much, maybe you should come two or ti- three times a week instead of just the once. And that would look like an auto-deduct membership. Would you like to sign up? And they say, yes, thanks. That sounds great. And then those people say, they say to you, well, so what's next? And you say, well, we've got a, we've got a, um, thinking about becoming a yoga teacher and taking your yoga asana to the next level, two-day workshop coming up in a weekend. Would you like to come to that? And they say, yes, thanks. And then by the end, you say, when they say, what's next? You say, well, we've got a yoga teacher training coming up. It's $4,000. Would you like to come? And 20 of your 2,000 people say, yes, please, I would like to come. I would like to pay the payment plan. I would like to pay all the payments on time and I would like to pay a premium for paying the payment plan. Thank you, Peter Pepper and your pickled peppers, whatever. Piper, Peter, anyway, you know what I mean. So this is what a sales funnel lets you do. It lets you become more strategic and look at things from a, if this, then what? Or as my um, RE, my religious education teacher used to say back in high school, so what? So this. Like there's always got to be a, so what? So this, got this thing, now get that thing. And it doesn't mean that you're being relentless or pushy or salesy or weird. Because we know in this community that we have taken a stand that that never, ever happens. Okay? Having a sales funnel does not make you some kind of, it doesn't make you the bloody wolf of Wall Street. Right? That's just not going to (laughs) happen. Love you, Leonardo. Anyway, what it does mean is that for the right people, it's a very easy pathway. If you've purchased something, if you're in the podcast, chances are you probably bought something like, I don't know, $27 of the Facebook ad masterclass. That was kind of good, right? And for 27 bucks, you know how to run a Facebook ad and you've already had someone sign up for it. Or like Sarah said, 
four people in four hours or something crazy. Awesome. Great. Not a big deal. Good return on investment. Maybe you might like to buy my website course. Okay, that's 200 bucks. Great, that was useful. And now I've got a rocking website and I did it myself and I'm feeling quite chuffed. And it cost me a whole lot less money and heartache than if I got someone on Craigslist to do it. 200 bucks, great. And then I say, well, you know, maybe you want to think about doing growing your yoga business. It goes through six months. It's got this, 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 this. And you think, well, shiz, that's a lot of money. But you know what? Everything else has worked out so far. I'm going to. I'm going to go do this. And then you do that, and then that was all really great. And then you think, well, actually, that was kind of cool. And so what's next, Amy? And I say, well, would you like to be my private client? And you think, well, I've invested all this money, and I've got this far so far, and it's all been really good. So, yeah, scary, but here's my 10 grand. Let's go. Like, that's my sales funnel. And there is nowhere along the way that I'm like, hey, hey, seriously, no, come on, come on, buy some. You're like, can you just, can you, can, please, come on, it would be really good. Like, come on, come on. No. When we love what we do and we create it with our clients in mind, then it's just for the right people, it's a really natural progression. Now remember, it's a call to sales funnel, not a sales breezeway or a sales tube. What that means is it is normal that there will be far fewer people at the bottom that buy the high ticket, whether it's your retreat or your teacher training or your mentorship or your private classes or whatever, fewer people at that level than there will be at the top, far fewer. Your job here is to not take that personally. All right. If someone says no, whoa, what do you know? Amy's back at the dating analogy. It's not because you're shit or your teacher training is rubbish or it's not your job to make yourself wrong, nor is it your job to make them wrong. Okay. This happens for us. This happens with our students. This happens it you know because we are in a power differential with our clients. You are the teacher, they are the student. It brings up people's stuff. You know, they want to project their stuff on you. It's normal. It's part of what you probably don't get taught in your first yoga teacher training, but it happens all the time. If someone wants to tell you that you're wrong or tell you that your thing is too expensive or tell you that you're being pushy or tell you that they're already going somewhere else and why the hell would they go any of that stuff it's not your stuff to take on triggering happens some scars right people bring their crap to the authorities in their life you're one of them scary and true and also normal and okay not everyone is going to say yes in fact Far more people are going to say no. And hopefully you've got a great community and they'll say no. Thank you. Right? That's normal. It's a sales funnel. You're funneling out people. They're not all going to get down to the bottom and that's normal. But please don't take it personally and don't feel like you need to be pushy or salesy in order to get those 20 to your teacher training or whatever it looks like for you. You don't. When we take a stand for abundance, when we trust that the universe has our best interests at heart, when we really love and believe in what we have to offer, the right people will come to you. When you do the work, when you get clear on the action steps, when you know what's required and you do it with a big Hanuman open heart, it will be it, you will call it in. You have that power. It is possible. But if you are fearful about being judged, if you are harboring uh, negative beliefs around the sales process, if you are um, 
if you are uh, buying what your students are trying to sell you, like you're so expensive or you're not this or you should do wah wah or I have school holidays then or you've chosen the wrong or whatever. Um, if you're second guessing your offerings because of bad press from your students, which is different to being mindful and accommodating people, right? I'm not saying like blaze a trail and then wonder why no one's behind you. But you get to feel really good about what you're about and stand in your power and offer it. And having a sales funnel and thinking about the different things that you offer is going to give you a level of confidence and certainty in your business that will change your life. If that was written down, it would have three punctuation points, full stops, all the way, periods. We don't call them that here. We call them full stops. Uh, It would have them because I'm serious about that. I'm going to over punctuate that for a reason. It will change, punct, your punct, life, punct. Because you have some sense of order. Because as you continue to work this pattern, you will also have a sense of things like your retention. So one of the women in my Keep Growing Mastermind, she knows because she's been doing this for a while now and she has been tracking her numbers. She built herself a spreadsheet. She knows that she has an 85% retention each each school term for her classes so she knows average 85 percent of the people who came last time will re-enroll for next time what does that mean that means that she knows she needs to build a sales funnel where she is putting more people in at the top so say for example i'm going to go like crazy easy maths she she has 100 people in the studio a week now she knows that next time she offers up block bookings she'll have 85 simply from attrition. Someone got pregnant, someone moved house, someone just can't be asked, someone decided they wanted to do swing dancing, someone broke up with their husband and they were coming together, etc. That just happens. You're not a crappy teacher. It's just normal. So she knows, okay, now I, I can forward plan to know that there'll be 85 of those 100 that will come back. What am I going to do to catch me up the 15 and then because she has more space in her studio than she's currently using what am I going to do to bring in an extra 50 or 20 or whatever so she can have a sales funnel in place that looks like a beginner's intro workshop a guest teacher um, some kind of bring a friend deal some more Facebook advertising um, a stand at the local health and well-being fair all of these sorts of things are at the top of her sales funnel so that she exposes her business and her services to a bunch more people. And all of the people who are the wrong fit will say, no, thank you. And all of the people who are like, hell yes, will give out, get out their credit card and sign up and come. This is what a sales funnel lets you do. This is what repeating a sales funnel and honing it and looking at the results over time will leave you feeling this level of empowerment. It might sound dry and dull and boring. And I said, you know, we did that disclaimer at the start. I get it. Um, But, oh, man, is there power in here. Like, seriously. I mean, if anyone had just told me, and you need to work your lats and your trapezius. You want to do good inversions, you've got to build up your lats. If anyone had just said I needed to do, like, shalabhasana drills forever, I'd be like, hell no. Boring. I want to do the fun stuff, thanks. But the reality is those drills work. You know, they. I, I'm stronger in inversions because of those things. I can sit for two hours until my, what do you call it, ischial tuberosities hurt. It's got nothing to do with my back strength because I did the bloody drills to get here. It's not sexy, but man, does it build a strong foundation. When you get clear on your sales funnel 
and you map it out and you start thinking about, okay, well, if I want to have this many people at the bottom, how many people am I going to get at the top? And you probably won't know the conversion until you've done it a few times. Like the client I was mentioning earlier, she knows she's got 85% retention because she's done it for a while. But once you know those numbers, seriously, here we go again, it will change your life. Can you imagine knowing ahead of time that you're going to have 85 of 100 people coming back each time? I mean, imagine, you're not just going, oh, holy hell, I hope people sign up and what if no one does? And oh my God, I think I might eat more chocolate or whatever your thing is. Buy more stuff. Did someone say online shopping? You know, whatever. Uh, You don't have to go there because you have a level of certainty and that is a joyful, joyful place to be. So folks, that's what a sales funnel is. I know this one has gone really into uber nerd. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad that some of you are still here. Thanks, you fabulous people. Um, but uh, like, grab a hold of it. Even if you just um, look, I told you I was nerding out on this. I went to a workshop, um, four-day workshop, just on this uh, in the earlier half of the year. And the guy handed out there's like a thousand people in the room. And the guy, the trainer, he handed out these huge, big pads of graph paper. And no joke. We just sat down with these big pads that were wider than our laps. So everyone was kind of jostling with their pads. We sat down and on our laps and just mapped out sales funnels for like two days. It was seriously awesome. I know that's not everyone's cup of chai. You don't need to email me about that. But heck, if I hadn't have been there, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So my loving invitation for you right now is to go get yourself some paper and and start to think about it like a sales funnel, like a flow chart. Okay, here's my freebie. Here's my yoga nidra mp3. And then here's my classes, casual. And then here's my term booking. And then here's my weekend workshop. And then here's my private yoga package. And then here's my three-day retreat. That's your sales funnel. That's the progression. And you can look at how many people have I got getting the freebie. And then how many people have I got coming to class. And then how many people did the workshop. And then how many private clients do I have. And then how many people do I want to do to get into my retreat. Now we're starting to look at what does the metrics look like. So that I know how many people do I need on my email list new. In order to work all the way down through that funnel. So that I have my retreat full. It will also help you with things like timing. What should I say yes to? What should I say no to? It depends. Where does it fit into your sales funnel? Can you come and teach a free class at the fate is a good idea if you are just about to launch new classes. But if you're not selling anything, can I come teach a free class at the fate is not such a good idea, right? We only know this because you have a sales funnel. All right, I think I have labored the point enough. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to finish this up a little bit early today, folks, because did I mention... I'm in Thailand and it's hot and it's awesome and we have got the best day ahead of us. Day two of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat. That means it's our first day of breakfast here. Mm, Yummy, yummy, yummy. Let's face it, if someone else is making your breakfast, it always tastes good, right? Hello. Uh, So that's happening. Like I said before, if you um, have been checking out the Insta feed, about retreat stuff. Um, if you're not on following me on Insta, do me a favor. I'd really love it if you did. Uh, Amy Yoga Biz Coach is me. Could really light me up to uh, have you follow me on Instagram. And you also get to see all of the cool pictures that I'll be sharing from retreat because they're awesome. Um, 
if you're interested in coming along, if you've been watching the feed and you're like, yep, next time, it's me. I know you over there, nerdy naturopath. Come on now. Ireland is very well represented this time, but, and, we're just going to see you in January, right? You too, Laura. It's not the same without you. Um, see, I'm going to do this crazy, never done it before, like, ding dong, whoop, what? Got to get it. Uh, early bird price. We're just hammering out the dates, me and Ginger, uh, co-owner of the retreat center. So once we get those down, we'll update the website and s- s- send it out everywhere. Uh, but if you would like a heads up before we do that, because I'm going to limit the amount of early bird places because they're going to be a bargain. And uh, yeah, just because it's my business, I can do whatever I like. Send me an email, amy at amymcdonald.com.au. I'll give you some advanced warning. What does that look like? When are we going? Would you like to get in before we tell the whole family? Uh, alrighty, folks, go follow me on Insta, Amy Yoga Biz Coach. I'd be super grateful. Go map out your sales funnel. If you want some feedback on it, it's a little bit tricky for me while I am on retreat because I'm obviously just more present with the fabulous yoginis that are here. But if you've been inspired or dumbfounded by this podcast and you want to sort of do a bit of funnel mapping, um, post it in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group. Tag me if you want some feedback. I'd love to take a look at it uh, and, and help you get clear on, you know, is there something else that could be added? Does one step make sense to the next step? And then even looking at well, how many people do you imagine would need to be in the top in order to get that many people into the end of the funnel? Uh, shoot me an e- sorry, uh, post it in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group. Make sure you tag me because I just I, I just will not see it while I'm also teaching retreat. But I don't want to miss it, so tag me and I'll take a look at it. All right, everybody. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, could you do me a favor and subscribe? to my podcast um it's good for me it helps to support the work that i do and uh it's good for my channel so uh, if you're an apple podcast listener and you haven't already subscribed if you're searching for these every time rather than getting pinged about them would you hit the subscribe button that'd be fun i'd be super grateful okay folks have a fantastic day and i'll speak with you all again next week I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.